Hello, hello everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me as always is Zeke Baker and together we make the dad drinking bourbon often imitated, never duplicated. Zeke, say hello to the folks. Howdy doody. Howdy doody? Yeah, why not? Did you just say doody? Yeah, like how you do. Like how do? How do? You learned that one yet? You've been down in the South a while. Yeah, how do? How do, sir? <laughs> you'll, you'll get there. A lot of it is just me giggling after you talk, and then people say, "What? What the hell is going on?" Hey, southern, southern charm, John. I, you are just a southern gentleman. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but we are, we are joined by two very, very special guests. Let's not even. Let's just cut right to the chase. We have our friends Jake and Jr. from Spirit Sense. You guys are making candles from used liquor bottles, all sorts of different stuff, whether or not it's vodka, tequila, bourbon. You brought us a lot of bourbon ones, and we thank you for that. But thank you for coming to the studio all the way up from Atlanta, Georgia, right? Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you. Aloha, (laughs) since Zeke didn't say it. (laughs) I I feel like Jake is doing the Ricky Bobby thing right now. He's kind of looking at the mic, and he wanted to put his hand someplace. And he didn't know where to put it. He's like raising them up. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with my right. hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, he's going to raise his hand before he talks a lot. Remember? Yeah. That was a rule. <laughs> rule. Rule number one, raise your hand when you want to talk. We we did kind of put ground rules in here. And we said, it's like, uh, what was it, Major League when Wally tried to talk? And he goes, easy, Wally. Less is more. <laughs> But thank you guys for coming to join. You guys are a duo. You're you're cotton bottles. You are making candles out of them. I I have one. I know Zeke had. Zeke, you guys famously made Zeke uh, an Elmer T. Lee candle after Zeke picked Elmer T. Lee as his favorite Buffalo Trace in a blind. It was a mild blunder. It was not a blunder. If that's how you feel, I mean, follow your heart. How I feel? Yeah. Jesus, John. <laughs> if that's how you feel, you have an Elmer T. Lee candle. I got a Woodford Reserve Derby bottle candle that was this hazelnut coffee that I know you guys aren't making anymore, but it smells great in the bathroom. Tell us a little bit about you guys, how you got started, what you're doing, and where the folks can find you. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we're on spiritsense.com. We are on Facebook at Spirit Sense and Instagram at Spirit Sense. We just got started, JR. Uh, my partner was a bartender. He started a Save the Bottle campaign when our local waste uh, management company stopped accepting glasses. Or yeah. And so uh, we started making candles. And next thing you know, we're trying to turn them out with uh, bottles of all sorts. So and- you guys just kind of saw a problem that, you know, the area that you lived in was not doing their part to reduce, reuse, and recycle. And you said, you know what? We are environmentalists. We are conservationists. We're going to take matters into our own hands, and we're going to find a way to repurpose these bottles. Well, I mean, bartending for 27 years, I've thrown away a lot of bottles. And after a while, you know, it's just... We have a lot of great recycle partners that uh, have joined forces with us. So what we don't use, we take to the Recycle Center every Tuesday. And, um, but you know, we're basically 
100,000 years it takes, I guess they say, for a bottle to biodegrade in normal conditions. So we're trying to save the world one bottle at a time, make it smell better at the same time. Well, I was making a joke, but you were serious on that. You guys know your stuff. A lot of reading, a lot of research. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, good. I mean, and, and even, even just from the way that you would cut a bottle, there, a lot of research goes into how you would, I mean, if you think about all that, you could have 1,500 bottles sitting in your garage, but if you don't know how to cut it right, you don't know how to smooth it out, you don't know how to fill it with the, the candle wax. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you have to research. People don't realize how much actually goes into this, right? Well, it's a lot of trial and error, of course. Jacob is more the scientist of the bunch, if you will, <laughs> um, the mixer and mixologist of the candles in the sense, but you know, also going along with the, the environmental part, everything that we make also is eco-friendly. So we use a, a soy wax with lead free hemp wicks and then phylate free scents. So when they burn, they burn clean, not releasing any type of carcinogens. And uh, I mean, the fragrances are phenomenal and people are brand loyal. So they, you know, they make great gifts because you get a favorite liquor and you want to, you want a candle in it and you can buy it for male or female. So they can find you on Instagram, they can find you on Facebook, they can find you on Twitter, all at Spirit Sense, right? Uh, we're not on Twitter, we're just not in the Twitter game. I guess we're not hip enough these days. <laughs> but <laughs> You guys were Snapchatting earlier, what are you well, talking I mean, about? <laughs> oh, that was a personal Snapchat, so let's not get carried away. I was told when I was younger, if I Twittered too much, it'd make me blind. <laughs> So, you know, we stayed away from that one. One, one can benefit from, from limiting the amount of social media outlets they uh, have to keep up and, and deal with. I just go to the ones that connect to Instagram automatically, and Twitter is one of them. Well, I guess we should get on Twitter, is what you're telling us. Twitter is good. You can give little quick hits to people. I, I mean, I think the character limit has gone up, so you can actually talk more, but... Yeah. 160 characters instead of 140 means 20 more characters of emojis and likes, right? And hashtags. And hashtag. Hashtag dad's doing this and hashtags. Hashtag candles. candles. Hashtag candle game strong. Wish it was candle cool. game strong. <laughs> hashtag living my best life making candles. 2018 candle year. Oh, we are all, we are Chandlers now. Yes. All these years of doing things, we're, we're actually Chandlers, which I guess is a candle maker. Let's get to the good stuff, because we've been talking about this for a while. We've been talking about having you guys up here. You guys brought an old Fitz bottled in Bond, the 11-year, and, and just thank you for bringing that up. I think we should talk a little bit about uh, your night last night while we sip on this old fits and we could talk about this after we talk about this we do have a nice blind of some mgps bellmead just put out their reserve cast strength so we wanted to put that to the test up against uh some other mgp offerings that we know and have had before there's only three people at this table that are drinking though there's one person who's not drinking at this table. I don't know if they want to talk about this on the podcast. They don't have to. It was just bad decision making last <laughs> night on my part. What happened was. <laughs> well, See, officer, <laughs> what had happened? No, there were no officers. No, there were no officers involved. But it was, uh, uh, it was a more of, I don't drink 
liquor. Will you give me a beer from the bar? Oh, give me a beer and a shot of Jack. And that was the reoccurring theme for the night. So one of us might be a little bit on the untasty side tonight because of too much straight up Jack Daniels last night in their uh, blinds. So, so nothing against Jack Daniels. But Jack, da- so here, here's my thing with Jack Daniels. And I know everybody wants to say, is Jack Daniels a bourbon or a Tennessee whiskey? And that's where people normally go. But I don't equate Jack Daniels with a sipping whiskey. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing. And, and maybe it's because I was a bartender in my college days and right after college. Like I don't equate Jack with a let's sit down, pour Jack in a Glencairn and enjoy it. If I'm getting Jack, it's something you slam down after you have another drink. Well, most people don't get it at the you know single barrel cash drink. I mean, you get it at eighty or ninety proof. <laughs> not much at ninety proof is a, a sipper, unless you know you're just not an overwhelmingly fan of bourbon for the most part. I mean, if you're eighty for sure, what are you going to do? Well, Dilute it, was, it? It was just odd that I picked Jack. If you're going to do shots of something, typically you're going to say, "Hey, bring me a shot of tequila. Bring me a shot of Jaeger." And just randomly, I said, just bring me a shot of Jack. And for some reason, that shot of Jack turned into multiple, multiple, It was meant to be. And then I was on a dance floor, evidently. Which Wait, where'd you go on a dance floor? He's got pictures. I don't. He was like, uh, how did last night go? And I was like, you were dancing. And he was like, that is not true. That is complete BS. And I'm like, I have pictures. And so we went from there and we exchanged pictures and I'm like, uh You you don't remember where you were dancing? No, I was drinking hundred proof tequila because it's warm outside. <laughs> hey, at, least, at least you didn't get a random phone call of uh at three thirty in the morning. Do you know this person? Yeah, we've got him here at the ER. You think you can come uh-huh. get him? If you show us a picture, we can probably tell you where you were. Oh, for sure. I don't think I could anymore. I <laughs> I don't know if I could. Do you I'm know sure. downtown Nashville, John? I do, unless it's like these new places that are owned by country Honestly, people. dude, it's mm-hmm. so different. I mean, it's very different. From three years ago over there or before that, you know, being out four or five, six nights a week, I couldn't even find half the bars last time I was downtown. Well, and Paradise Park is now getting shut down. It's gone, dude. I know. It's gone. It, it really? was this last weekend. Already done. Yeah. Done this deal. last weekend was the last weekend of Paradise Park. There were places that we would go, you know, five years ago that now are owned by country singers. So you have like the Florida Georgia Line House. You have Jason Aldean doing a place. You have Dirk Bentley Bentley doing a place. And these were the things that were unheard of. I mean, when I lived downtown, they would have, I mean, all the bartenders knew you. I never got carded anywhere. And that's because you're huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very recognizable. But Yeah, um, that's John. There were a couple of, um, like, I've spent holidays at the bars in downtown Nashville with the bartenders, and we all had a great time. Yeah, it's nothing uh, to it, say it, to that. Oh, no, it's different. Like, hearing the ads on the radio now, even, um, like, some new bars come, I think it's the, the Luke Bryan's, the next latest and greatest one. They're like, one floor will have a sushi bar. Well, who comes to Nashville, a landlocked state, Tennessee, goes out on Lower Broadway, and they're going somewhere for the sushi? Ain't happening. 
there are some great sushi places in Nashville, but I don't <laughs> equate them with like country music. Looking Broadway. for Daisy Dukes and Cowboy yeah. Boots. Yeah. Let's go get the sushi and then go honky tonk. Said that's going to probably make- no one. It tastes really good with about eight shots. Of I mean, I'm not even sure. It's people- horrible coming out the next day. I'm not even sure how many people you know come here to hang- to party. At least the semi locals, they're probably not eating much sushi. Remember, like when I got out of school, I had a, an ailment for some reason. I'd recently learned to eat sushi now that I was venturing outside of a uh, Chattooga County, Podunk, Georgia. Wait, you lived in Shatuga, Shatuga County? It might be a little shitty, but it's Shatuga, not can we, shit. Can we get a spell check on that? C-H-A-T-T-O-O-G-A. But at any rate. So Chattanooga County? <laughs> yeah, Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> any rate, I've conversed with my dad about not feeling well and being sick for some reason. And his immediate response is, probably that damn sushi stuff you've been eating. We ain't got it here. It's for a reason. You ain't get sick here, did you? No, that's what's wrong with you. <laughs> And that, it was just literally, he wasn't even flinching about it either. Like, that's what's wrong with you, boy. Why isn't there more catfish sushi? (laughs) (laughs) Does he know what catfish is? I know what catfish is. Catfish sushi. Well, catfish is not good past two years either. I'm just saying, you can have some catfish sushi and some. You know, trout sushi. You don't get any brim rolls. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. Like, I guess it was last week or two weekends ago. We were coming back home and going to order some Uber Eats and it was some different place. Well, fish and chips on the menu. I like fish and chips. It's not the best healthy thing in the world. But I was like, I'm going to give me some fish and chips. All right. It was catfish fillets, like yeah. cornmeal battered. I was not a happy camper. Like I was still, that is not fish and chips. No, I mean I, I I rarely leave a bad review on Uber. The you know the how was your meal kind of thing. But I was like, this is awful. This is not fish and chips. This is fried catfish. It has its own place in the world. Like, oh, it 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 was a it just wiped out the day. Fish and chips is haddock or cod. Yes. No, that that's fish and chips, and and that's the New Englander in me. I um, thought it was Long John Silver's <laughs> or Captain D's. No, 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 Captain D's is, is not quality fish and chips. No, 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 different type of batter. It's flaky. It's just not good, John. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed in you being a New Englander, even suggesting that Captain D's would fit in that role. You think I've ever eaten at Captain D's? You threw it out. Yes. You threw it out there, not me, buddy. Row never been to Captain D's. Well, never, never. Well, you just learned. Don't don't use that reference anymore. You're gonna, I won't. you're gonna lose your street cred, bud. I won't. I won't. But we are we are digressing. So, <laughs> do you guys even know where you went last night? Bar started at Acme. Okay, went to the roof. Saw a couple of bachelorette parties getting ready to go. Saw a horrible choice in shoe selection. Um, then we went to the honky tonk right on a corner. Central. Hockey Tonk Central. Three three floors? Yep. Yep. So sat there and then probably went two or three more places. He'll have to tell you where those were. So there's a place that used to be here. And anybody who's listening that's lived in Nashville long enough that you probably would have enjoyed. It was called Decades. And it was a dance club that was 80s and 90s music. It was at, I think now there's a place there called Bootleggers Inn. Or something, but it was uh, one of my favorite places to go because they would have dance. You know, it, I loved going to Decades. I'm not lying. It was one of my favorite places. That would have been my jam. The picture of John and Jr. dancing right now has me. Uh, 
Uh, I'm seeing John in, in the, the aforementioned skateboard attire and days riding his board up to this place and then going in there and dancing. And now I just had this, oh man. I'm just saying, wonderful. I'm a big cat. I'm agile. I got some moves. No, not the Jinkos. <laughs> I didn't wear Jinkos. We all John, we, John, we would have never met in so, any so bar. We've got we've got 17 <laughs> minutes and we haven't talked about whiskey. I, I just want to mention, so this Old Fitz. Now, Zeke and I had a sample of it uh, a couple weeks ago and we talked about it. I like this one more than the sample that we had. It is less peppery than the sample that we had of it. It's still got some pepper. It's still got some heat. It's a little more enjoyable. I still would not pay $130 for it. No, and it's still uh, sneaky, for lack of better words. I think the nose is is really enjoyable. Uh, you get you don't age. get the pepper. On the nose. No, you, you you get nice sweetness. You can tell there's a little age to it. It's not a young product by any means. And and then the thing I laugh about, especially with anything that's wheated in this day and age, because with Weller and the craze, you just expect it to be the sweetest, most amazing thing known to man. Even though I don't have that mindset anytime I taste corn, which I, I get a fair amount of that in on the front end, it's still not what the mind thinks of when you think, oh, it's tweeted. Get the sweet mash and this and that, et cetera. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a mental thing I have going on with it. I don't love it. I don't hate it out of the bottle like as much as... It's just... I, I think there are better alternatives. Jake, what what about you? I mean, JR is not drinking. It's not that shabby, but um, I paid for it, so it doesn't matter what anybody else will pay for it. So that's that's what's good. And uh, no, no, I mean, and we're not knocking you for paying for it, but I'm just saying well, retail is fine. Great. It's just the other world that we all have to live with. We do have to all with. I'll live with the other world. No, at one nineteen, not too shabby, but I one ninety opposed to one nineteen. Oh, big difference! Big difference. And you think about, I mean, and we were talking before we got on. If you think about like a Four Roses store pick test, and you know you're going to get three quality Four Roses store picks for less than you would get this on secondary. You have to think that way, or you're going to get quality Four Roses store picks retail for one of these you know is the decanter really worth it well what i wonder because you know obviously they've got biannual releases lined up coming out at various age statements and this being the first offering you know if it was me running the business i would think hey this is the first one let's really just strut put those feathers out you know let, let, let's put something really good here if this was what you know they decided was the best of the offerings where does it go from there because, I mean, there's some, uh, you know, both younger and older than this one. To me, that that's where I really go to is from a business side of things of wouldn't you want that first release just to be the one that really gets everybody excited? Not, ah, yeah, him and Hall wasn't, wasn't amazing. Was it wasn't bad? Was it, you know, was good pour? But if I see it on the shelf again in six months, am I going to go for batch two kind of thing? It goes back to what we said when we were first doing the podcast is, we wanted that first episode to be really good because somebody's going to come back and listen to it and that's going to be their first impression of you. When I look at Old Fitz right now and I know we are going to have somebody from Heaven Hill on very, very soon, but when I look at that Old Fitz and I look at what the four-year bottled in bond expression is for 15 bucks, and then I look at that 11-year for 119 bucks. 
that four year for 15 bucks puts a better taste in my mouth, literally and figuratively, than what the $119 bottle does. So, you know, it, it's almost like we always say, we want to put out a good product as far as a podcast because somebody's going to go back and listen to you and they might form their opinion off that first episode, just like a lot of people are going to form their opinion off this first release of Old Fits. Well, I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> I know. Do you want to sit? No. The yeah. struggle bus is real. Do you want to, to smell it? No. no. F- can FOMO s- is going to get in by the end of this. It's going to happen. I can, I, I can I, smell I it. I think you're going to have one by the end. Yeah. So JR is a big beer and wine guy, and I tried to even, we brought a bunch of different whiskeys here. I tried to even get him to taste a wine-finished whiskey, thinking that I could sucker him in that way. I got nothing. Yeah, it was, I don't know how to explain it. Like I said, a lot of bad decisions last night on the number of drinks I had. Bad decisions or good decisions? Good bad decisions, I guess, if you will. I mean, I'm not I'm not advocating, and Zeke and I do not advocate overindulgence, but did you have fun? I did have fun. Was it something that you two were going to talk about? Like, hey, remember the time we went to Nashville and did the Dad's Drinking Bourbon podcast, and we had too much Jack Daniels? And We're going to remember. We're definitely going to remember that, but also I'm going to remember how in the world I spent 500 bucks. <laughs> he, he's going to be a lot more like, this was great. Why did I tip people $100? Uh, to like it's, no, so here's why. Here's why. It's karma. And when I was in the service industry, I did the same thing. I still do the same thing today. Like when... I get bad service at a restaurant. I'm going around, I'm looking, I'm saying, okay, did they just get triple sat? Did they, you know, what was going on as a, as a server and bartender? I'm looking at that type of stuff. I'm looking at like, nothing annoys me more than when you're not getting your drink filled up and somebody's sitting there playing on their cell phone and you see them over at the server station and you know that they could be going around, but like, if you see somebody that's busting their butt and they're working hard and they're just slammed, I'm going to tip that person extra. And I think it's just karma because JR knows that he has a shift tomorrow night. If if you tip people well, somebody's going to tip you well in return. Absolutely. I just like that he confidently said, yes, I had a good time. Not, well, they tell me I did. Yeah. Well, I, I remember most of it. The karaoke bar that we supposedly went to still might not be true. Ooh, Did either of you sing? No, not at all. I mean, I wouldn't sing into this mic for a million dollars. I mean, what if I told you that I you would. were going to sell some more candles? I will do the singing. <laughs> <laughs> I would sing naked. <laughs> not in front of that microphone, not with me. Oh, I got to go fix the drink in another room. <laughs> and yeah. we will all see John and JR. <laughs> and I'm your podcast host, Jacob, sitting here naked. <laughs> and it seems to me like you lived your life like a candle in the wind. Oh, that's our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> so... Verdict on this one, old fits. This is kind of, guys, this is just a fun episode. If you're listening, it's just four guys sitting around, three are drinking, one is not, just having some fun sitting around the table. But what, what do you think about this one? Would you would you get it, Zeke, or would you still pass? I think retail would be 
it's tough at retail, if nothing else, just from the simple point of, you know, it's allocated and, and we always like to share. And if we can get our hands on something, other folks are going to say, Hey, what'd you think? How it taste? Well, don't take my word for it. Yeah. Try it yourself. Uh, so in that respect. So you buy it knowing that it's one you're going to share. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as what do I think alone, the juice is worth the dollars. Now that's probably a different story, but again, you know, it's allocated. If you get it on, at retail, we all know there's going to be people that are going to see it, want to taste it. And there's nothing more fun than, Hey, somehow I found one of these, pass it around. Don't ask me my opinion. Tell me what you think of it. And then there you go. Jake, you already bought it, but would you buy another? I don't think I'd buy another. I think I would put this on the secondary market. Have a, hey, have a sip or two. I appreciate an honest man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's super hot for me. I'm with Zeke. It, it's not something I think I would go for regularly, you know, for the first time to get the first chance at it. We got it. So I'm not disappointed. I, I'd just say, I'd chime in there kind of on that note, right? Here's four guys, three are drinking again, but they're sitting around the table and they're discussing it and they're having fun doing it. So if that's worth $120 to you, then it's a good buy. You know, it, it sparks a conversation, a good bourbon. And this is where Zeke thinks I fall in on marketing and it's really just I fall in on the experience, right? So if you're sitting around and you're getting a bourbon that not everybody gets to get, and you're sitting around with your friends and you're having a good time, and you're sharing some pours and you're you're making some memories, I think it's a great buy. If it's just for something that you're going to sit around and drink by yourself at the house, don't really love it for that, right? You know, the you'd, you'd be better served with the $15 four-year-old Old Fitz. But you know you'd really just ham it up real big when somebody came into your place and saw that decanter like oh where'd you get a decanter bottle and then john just glows that means somebody would actually have to come over to my house which yeah, doesn't just, happen i'm just saying people don't really want to see me that much in your boxers that your house <laughs> drinking bourbon yeah jacob has this like vision of yeah. he said he said it a few times yeah now. it's kind of worrying me a little bit here <laughs> How much have you drank that you're just thinking about me in my boxers? He's going to start his own cast, boxers and bourbon. He's going to have <laughs> dudes come over in boxers. <laughs> They're man spreading on his oh, couch man. in boxers. <laughs> oh, if I could take a picture, the three of them are laughing at me hysterically. <laughs> so on that note, what we're going to do is we we didn't do it last episode. We're sorry. We are going to take a quick break here. We're going to fast forward the tape. We'll come back. We will introduce the four different bourbons that we had in a blind. Again, this was something that Jacob, Zeke, and myself had in the blind. JR is just kind of our biggest cheerleader today. I'm not going to let him live that down. He <laughs> probably is going to hate me by the end of this episode. I deserve it. But Zeke, do what you do best. Fast forward that tape, and then we'll come back and talk about this. Do I get to line up a blind of Pedialytes for him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know I like the orange. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. And we will be right back momentarily, folks. All right. And we are back. A little controversy, as Zeke and I always do this. Um, I had poured a blind for Jacob and, and Zeke of Mike Drop, Mayor Pingree, 
Bellmead Reserve and a Bellmead Single Barrel. Zeke poured a blind for me of Bellmead Reserve, Mayor Pingree, Mike Drop, and Boone County. Uh, close enough. They're all MGP. Um, I thought that's what we'd agreed on. No, I I stated this before we even got off. Like, I stated this even while we were doing our first segment before we were doing. Somewhere in all the, the banter, I got lost, I guess. There was a lot of meandering. Ryan Lay is pissed right now because there is a lot of meandering on this episode. <laughs> but it's okay. We will get past it. What I will tell you is that Jacob and, and Zeke, your order was the Bellmeat Store Pick ABC brands, then Mike Drop, then Mayor Pingreen, and then the Bellmeat Reserve. We talked about this a little bit in the break. Zeke, you ranked uh, the Mayor Pingreen first, you ranked the ABC Bellmead number two. You ranked Mike Drop number three and the Bellmead Reserve number four. Jake, you ranked Bellmead Reserve number one. You ranked Mike Drop number two. You ranked the Bellmead Store Pick number three and Mayor Pingree fourth. I had ranked, and just for the sake of everything, I had ranked what was my Bellmead and Boone County. I thought they could have been interchangeable, one and two. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but it's really how I felt. And then I ranked Mayor Pingree number three and Mike Drop number four. So let's go through this and talk apples to apples now that we know all of this. Zeke, give me what you thought about what was your number one Mayor Pingree Go ahead and taste that. Go ahead and tell us what you tasted. Brief notes. um, We decided before this not to really mention uh, nosing since it's all MGP. I'm sure there's variations, but uh, no need to split hairs over a lot of things. So uh, very brief notes for that one. I really put warm, thick, warm, and then a smidge of sweet. Okay, pretty abbreviated notes here, but that was really where I got with it. Jacob, what did you get on the Maripingree, which was your third? Uh, on my third, I had super vanilla, super sweet, just really just soft. For me, for the Mayor Pingree, I thought it had a nice balance to it, but it was very perfumey. It, there was almost a, a sense of like women's perfume to this one um, in the taste that kind of lingered there, but it, it didn't burn too much. It was It was nice. It wasn't the... The worst one I had, none of these was anything I thought was awful, but the, the Maripingree just had a lot of perfume to me and, and was very floral. I think perfume is a, a good way of saying floral, but I, I didn't get a lot of dark notes on it. It was light, refreshing, perfume, floral. Zeke, you go next. What you guys had as your second, we're kind of going in Zeke's order here. But the ABC Bellmead pick, which you ranked number two, Jake ranked this number three. What did you get on this? I thought it was smooth. It did show a little bit of youth. It had some warmth. And and then a a strong cinnamon component really came in over it. I believe this is a 10-year ABC Alabama pick. I've had it a few times before. I remember then having it even standalone, it being a... The off profile for for MGP, and when I've had it 
previously the the main thing that I thought came out of it was uh, almost just a, a salty component, almost like a an overly salted caramel or a sea salt taffy kind of thing. But that salt note seemed to pick up, which I didn't get it here. But again, it's, it's definitely off profile of what I would think of for these uh, the ten year Bell Mead single barrel offerings that have come out this far. So, Jake, you also had the ABC pick. What did you get on this one? I did. I thought it was super easy and uh, super floral. I thought it was a soft, soft, very easy tasting pick that I could drink daily. Nice. There you go. So, I did not have this one in this (laughs) in its place. I had the Boone County instead. It's what you would typically... A little bit of dark notes, dark cherry, a little bit of oak in there. It's not as oaky as it was the last time we had this in a blind mm-hmm. for me. And and I find that interesting. It's the same bottle that we used in the blind last time. And it's just kind of funny how your palate can change and how the bottle can change as air gets to it. It's a little more balanced to me than it was previously. I know you didn't have it. So, Zeke, go ahead and have a sip here. Uh, Plus the range here is a little more aged. That pingree is in 11 as well. So that the previous time we had it, it was much more younger juice. Yeah, it was 8-11 and the the boon was the only 12. But, uh, you know, dark cherries, lots of good stuff there. I I like this boon the more it opens up. I think I don't like it as much more fresh crack. I liked it right up until the finish. The oak flashes and and laughably, uh, I think about three drops of water probably puts that in a perfect sipper. The funny thing is, is I wrote something. the The best note I had for this one was weird finish. And I mean, it's it's really good until right as it starts to you know exit the the palate, and then I, don't, I mean, I really think water, just a little bit of water to tame it. For, which but I, I, I love that with. it didn't have the oak that it did the last. Not that bite. It was bitter first time. Really bitter. So that was what would have been my ABC pick. Let's talk about mic drop. And the funny thing is, I will just kind of start us off on this mic drop. I got a crap ton of oak on this. And and I don't know if I'm alone um, or if Zeke secretly switched around my pores, but I got a bunch of oak on this mic drop. Jake, you haven't gone next. What, what do you think about this? Uh, on my mic drop, I had a lot of vanilla and a lot of summer. I just thought summer. I thought I was going to be sitting at the lake having a sip, and this is what I would sip. Works for me. Zeke, what would you get? I got some sort of fruit component on the front end. I put down grapefruit with a question mark. I haven't eaten it enough uh or even smelled it in a long time. My grandmother was a fan of it. So I don't know if that's really where it lined up to or not. That's what I put down. Also, it had some nuttiness to it. And then uh, it was just kind of warm on the back. And last but not least, the Bell Mead Reserve. Zeke, you had this ranked number four. I had this in my top two. And Jake had this as his number one. For me, I, I thought it was lots of spice on the front. It tastes pretty similar to the Boone County to me. I mean, it's what I would expect. It, it has that typical MGP Bell Mead taste to it. The finish is a little bit different than what I would expect from some of the other picks we've had from them. 
This is a 7 to 11 year old blend of supposedly 35% rye in the mash, 59.4 ABV, 118.8 proof. The only thing I don't like about this one is the, the finish. And it's not that I don't like it, I just don't love it. It's almost like a bitterness that is lingering, but the, the taste profile of it is really good. I'll be interested to see uh, what you think on it, uh, having it without a, a lineup of of MGP because at least personally having batch one and batch three from this one standalone and admittedly was not a fan of either. I think you may be getting some residual linkers of just MGP likeness for a blend of seven to 11. It just didn't seem very lack of better words. Well done. Um, at least on this tasting here, my notes for that one were it showed some age showed some char. It was drying on the you know palate and it was just warm on the back. I don't know. I guess just thinking of having single barrel expressions, you know, from eight to eleven years of the Bell Mead stuff by now, and knowing they're blending seven to eleven years worth, I feel like there's got to be a, a, a much better sweet spot that could be obtained when you have that much uh, variance in stock available to you. True, Jake. What do you think about that one? I mean, I, th- I thought it was good. I don't know if I could drink it every day. Um, but it was something that would be in the cabinet. I mean, I don't think I would toss it out of the cabinet, obviously. <laughs> but I think it was something that we could we could put in with the group, uh, a drinker. Well, and when I think about what we had to start the show, that's 60 bucks. So mm. that's half the price of the old fits. I like it better than the old fits for 60 bucks. Absolutely. You know, it, it's something that I would put in the cabinet. In that sense. But with, you know, all these four, even though we had a curveball on my own mistake, but either way, we all had MGP products. Obviously, MGP is pretty touted and popular these days. And by all means, no matter what source you get it from, the price is, is steadily heading north. But did any of these four really wow you or, or impress you as, you know, some earlier MGP releases from, you know, a year ago, maybe three years ago, some of the smooth amblers, some of the things here and there. The Boone County did in the sense of where we had it before and I thought it was too over oaked. Mm-hmm. If you let it open up, and, and that's one of those things, it's tough because you got to buy it, you got to have a sip, you got to let it sit in your cabinet for six to eight months. I, I think the wow factor for me was definitely the Boone County opposed to what we previously had. You should be thankful I poured that for you then. I know. (laughs) I am very thankful. But but no, I mean, I do wonder is obviously MGP is more popular, more people are sourcing it, pulling it, and it's probably more readily available under Lord knows how many labels than before. But as that happens, are we seeing more and more come out in the past when we've just had people that, you know, picked cherry honey barrels, however you want to look at it, and those are the few expressions that really, you know, hit mainstream. Well, where there's a high, there's got to be a low as we see more and more hit the market. Is there going to be more balanced, you know, more duds here and there? And then as a downside to the consumer, these aren't $50 bottles anymore. They're all getting upwards to 70 80 90 with, with the exception of that reserve that's 60 bucks. But still, that's not a, a cheap drinker to anybody. No. So I, I just wonder is is if they've become so popular and well-known, and that's where everyone's trying to use as a bridge. 
source-wise until they have their own juice, are we going to hear MGP and you think, yeah, that's the good stuff. And then almost like, you know, you used to when people would talk about the older whiskeys and different woods and whatnot, and you have that memory of one thing, but then you get it and you're like, uh, not what I thought I was going to be drinking. Well, and and I, I just paid double what I used to. And I, I think it's, if you look at what's out there and you think of the people that used it, they all got it about the same time. It all had a very similar profile. This Bell Mead that's 7 to 11, it's not that batch that is now 12, 13 years old. You know, so this is a couple of years later. Thing, there's variants. Things are a little bit different. You know, what Mike Drop had at eight years is not what those things that we think of with the Smooth Ambler Old Scout or with the Bell Mead or, you know, even with the Nodder Bourbons or things like that that are coming from Blom Brothers. There's this kind of really, really big sweet spot of MGP that is probably not there with a lot of the stuff that's coming out. It doesn't mean it's bad juice. It doesn't mean I don't like it. But if that price for MGP juice is going to continue to rise, as it should because they built a good reputation and in the business world, they should be able to charge a premium for their product. And that is prior to whomever is sourcing it. But I, I almost wonder. So here's, here's a big question. Has MGP sh- jumped the shark? Yeah. I don't, I mean, the more expressions I have and see coming out, it's either that or the aging, but it, it does seem to me that they're becoming more normalized and you're getting, like you said, not bad juice, but <clears throat> not as many of just, oh, man, that's, that's, that's the sweet spot right there, you know? Well, plus the, I guess not you know, skirt the issue or take the low road, but they're just selling to somebody else that's going to put their label on it. We all know who it came from, but ultimately it's 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 not one of us but there's a salesman and somebody else's brand that's being you know pushed out there so then you got somebody else uh landing on the bullet so to speak jerry are you still alive i'm living <laughs> you, you, you weren't in the back were, taking shots man, of jack again were you no 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 the struggle bus has to uh as i've gotten older has to make more pits pit stops <laughs> sorry pit forty and slip right there as he the, just sat back then used to as i've been chugging water for the last seven hours well i think we all need to go follow suit and we all need to sit around and have some after hours pours together on that note i think there's a lot of this mgp conversation that we could continue but let's just talk about the Bellmead Reserve at 60 bucks Zeke. Would you buy it? Would you pass on it? What do you think? Pass. Would you buy it or pass on it, Jake? I mean, since I bought the old fits at 120, <laughs> I'm probably gonna pass on this one at 60. Alright, I'm the only one who would get it at 60. On that note, Jacob JR, where can the folks find you again? So you can find us on spiritsense.com. Also on IG at Spirit Sense and Facebook Spirit Sense. And when you go to the website, um, it's real simple. You can basically just build your own candle. You pick your bottle, pick your scent, pick your color wax, and then uh, we're going to make it ship it. Y'all brought a pink candle for us too. So that's a Fruit Loops flavor. Absolutely. We do a lot of things that wouldn't normally be done. We have vanilla... Lavender. And lavender, linen. Which is all things that I can really sell to the wife. Right. So yeah, thank absolutely. You for that. absolutely. But, but when you're sitting at home drinking bourbon late at night and you want to ball fruit loops, 
and you want your favorite candle made of Fruit Loops, we got you. <laughs> well, go ahead, see our friends at Spirit Sense. Go to spiritsense.com. A lot of S's. Lots of S's. That's. I wanted to make sure they knew there was a double S there. I, you know, uh, Jacob Jr. I hope this is not the last time you come see us up here. You know that you have some friends in Nashville, so come see us again next time. We will get out with you for a night. We'll plan it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't know if y'all need all that. Yeah, you're, John, you're, uh, you're making a promise. I'm not just jumping in. Yeah, here. Um, <laughs> well, we did. We did Nashville like it was supposed to be done. And and we hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next time. In the meantime, the folks can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, at Twitter at Bourbon Dad's, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever it is, we got it. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us so other people know why they should listen to us as well. Jacob Jr. as our guest. Anything you want to say before you leave? Thanks for the hospitality. Nashville was great. Absolutely. You you guys have been great. And the open door policy for the uh, podcast has been everything it's cracked up to be. Zeke, where can the folks find us? Normally Nashville, Tennessee. Occasionally Kentucky. Picking four roses, maybe. <laughs> At least me. I don't know about you, John. Only one oh, when I don't have to work. But <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Ciao.